from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my wife, Elisa, from coast to coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. Call today and leave your question or comment, and we'll answer those here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. In today's show, the marriage bed is a place you go to each day to rest and rejuvenate your mind and body. It's where you and your spouse share laughs, love, and intimate times. Mm. I heard that. Oh, I didn't hear. I saw this quote on notjustahousewife.net, her Pinterest page. And she said, love grows best in little houses with fewer walls to separate where you eat and sleep so close together, you can't help but communicate. And if we had more room between us, think of all we'd miss. Love grows best in houses like this. It's actually, it was um, a picture on a pillow on her page. And it made me think very much about what we're gonna be talking about today, about being close to one another, about the marriage bed. And, and as we start One Extraordinary Marriage Show today, I wanna start with this hug that we received via email. The husband says, my wife and I have been married for over 20 years. Over that time, we've been through many stages, some good, some not so good. Over the last five years, it's been getting better and better because in that time, we have both given our lives to Christ. About a month ago, my wife told me about your podcast and confessed that she had been listening to you for a couple of months. Woo-hoo. I love that we were like a secret thing there, you know, and that she shared it with her husband. Yep. I started listening and was blown away by the similarities between your story and our first 15 years. In the last month, I've listened to about the first 30 or so podcast. In that first 30 was the seven day challenge. About a week ago, I asked my wife if she would be willing to take on the 60 day challenge, thinking that she would counter with how about we start with the seven day challenge. Smart man, you know, go big. Uh, you know, it's kind of that whole shoot for the star or shoot for the moon and you end up in the stars. She asked for time to think and pray about it, which I encouraged. Yesterday after work, she said, okay, let's start putting our plan together for our 60 days. I was shocked, excited, but shocked. Know the feeling. (laughs) Tony's been there. Tony's been there. We start our 60 days on May 1st. Thank you for being the voice that calls for true intimacy and putting God out front and above all things. Well, we are so happy to have both you and your wife as listeners to the podcast, I'm so excited that the two of you are making the step to bring sexual intimacy to the forefront of your marriage. Yeah, 20 plus years. 20 plus years. You know, we did a show last week about becoming strangers. Mm-hmm. And for us, it was the 60 Days of Sex Challenge that I think I used the word last week in the show that it was a disruptor in our marriage. It caused us to put the attention back on one another. Mm-hmm. And so I hope. Um, that this husband will write back into us May, June, so sometime in July, yeah. letting us know how their 60-day challenge goes um, and just sharing the insights yeah. that they learn from that because you know making one another first, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. And, and 
being intentional about that relationship and about fostering relationships is something that we encourage all of you to do. And it's something that we do ourselves and we're so excited to be able to have the opportunity to be in front of you, shaking hands, giving hugs, learning about what's going on in your marriage this summer. We started talking about it last week on the show. This July, guys, if you're in the Midwest, we are coming to you. Mm -hmm. For all you firefighting couples out there, we're going to be at Flame Fest in Chicago, July 10th and 11th. You can go to flamefest.firefighterwife.com, get all of the details. Lori Mercer over there at Firefighter Wife has got this incredible firefighting couple weekend planned for all of you, and we get to be a part of that. So if you want to come in here, Tony and I speak at Flame Fest, make sure you get registered. Then we're headed to Columbus, Ohio, my hometown. We're doing the whole Buckeye Nation type thing. So all of you Buckeyes out there, uh, we're actually looking for someone to help coordinate a meetup for us in Columbus, either July 13th or 14th. So if you're in Columbus, you're a fan of the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, you know a great place that we could get some folks together and just sit and have fun and be social, let us know because we want to we wanna connect with you there in Columbus. From there, we're going to Indianapolis. I told you, we're coming everywhere. And we are going to be at Three Wise Men Brewing Company on July 16th. And we're so excited that Jackie Bledsoe, uh, who's a blogger over there at JackieBledsoe.com, he is helping. He's actually coordinating that whole event there at Three Wise Men. And we've heard that's a fabulous place. So we're so excited. Yeah, from a number of people in that area. Number of people. Yeah, like uh, the Indianapolis people are excited about that. Then our last stop will be in St. Louis. We, uh, Jody Burkeen of Man Up God's Way. Yep. He is coordinating the event at Eden Community Church in Eureka, which is just outside of St. Louis, the city itself. And that's going to be on July 18th. So if you're anywhere in the Midwest, no, yeah, I just got to share with you guys. We here in California, we drive. We do drive. We drive to go to events. We make the effort. We actually are coming to four different cities. So we got to be within a couple of hours of you guys in the Midwest somewhere. We want to see you. We want pictures. We want hugs. We want to hear stories. Look at those dates and figure out which city we're going to be closest to and and start making plans to be there and and connect with us. Yeah. And another way to make sure you get all the information, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash newsletter. That just gets you onto our newsletter, which has great and awesome information. So if you're not on that anyways, you should get on there. And we'll also be putting out notices there with the meetups and how to sign up RSVP. We will make sure that we keep you posted here on the podcast as well. So just keep your eyes and ears open. Put those dates down though. If you're in somewhere near one of those, just know we're coming to your town or close to it and want to see you this summer. Because see, we keep a map in our kitchen of the United States, actually of the world. And so we've got, we've got Target Midwest, yep. July 2014. So jumping into today's topic about the marriage bed, this was prompted by an email I received from one of my coaching clients. And this is a couple that slept and has slept in separate bedrooms for years, years. And, and real quick, before we get started here, I want to say we're not talking about sleeping in a separate bed because of health reasons. Right. Like, like I want to be very clear, you know, if there are physical constraints that you can't sleep in the same bed, 
That's not what we're talking about. If you're a snorer and your snoring is coming in the way of your marriage, go get help, please. Please mm-hmm. just go see a doctor. Go figure out what's causing that. Get help. You guys really don't want to be disrupted that way. Um, and, and just a quick other thing on the health thing. You can find other ways around it. We've had listeners, one listener in particular who comments every hundred shows, mm. who was having health problems and it kept him from sleeping with his wife and he went and figured out a solution. Right. So don't use it as an excuse. That's not what right. we're talking about today. Right. And w- just just a heads up. I mean, I, I know somebody just um, recently spoke with him last week. He had rotator cuff surgery. Uh, okay. He ended up having to sleep on the the lazy boy chair for about, I think it was six to eight weeks because of what had to, you know, the way he had to keep that arm uh, immobilized. That's not what we're discussing here. Just what we want you to know that from, from the top, what we're discussing here today is the active, the active choice to move out of your marriage bed into another bed or the couch or somewhere else on a lazy boy chair because you don't want to be in the marriage bed with your spouse. Mm Mm-hmm. So this was the email that I had received from this coaching client. He said, I firmly believe that when I left our bed, that was the beginning of the end for our physical intimacy as well as emotional. Recently, I've seen more and more national media outlets with stories about this new trend of couples sleeping in separate beds and how beneficial it's been to their marriage. In the construction industry, new home designers are now designing homes with two master suites. I think separate rooms lead to separate lives. And all of this is just more deceit by the enemy. Just a thought. Hope you are well. And that was followed up by a coaching conversation I had with someone who actually took advantage of the 30-minute complimentary consultation. They went to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 30 minutes and signed up. And as part of the conversation we were having, here's a couple that's struggling. And his wife asked him to sleep on the couch. And he could hear through the walls that she was talking to another man. Okay, that's not good. That's not good. Again, separate lives, very much like the the email coaching client. And, you know, it's something that Tony and I have never, I mean, there have been those nights where, you know, because of health, you know, like bad colds, flu, um, things like that, but we've never made it a habit to sleep outside of our marriage bed. Right. And, Yet we're hearing very much like the author of that one email said, you know, more and more the dual master suites. And we looked that up. They are becoming more and more prevalent, especially as newer homes are being built. Yeah, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely shocked. And, And it's really, as we were just getting ready to start recording this, the thought popped through my head that back when we were growing up, Tony and I both grew up in three bedroom houses. There was no spare bedroom. Because we know many couples, when they're experiencing difficulty, somebody moves into the guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it dawned on me as we're recording this. I'm like, oh, we didn't have a guest bedroom. Like, if anything was ever going on with my parents, somebody would have had to sleep on the couch. Right. Same thing in your house. Yep. Same thing in mine. I mean, three to- bedroom. Tony's dad wakes up, you know, well before the crack of dawn. And where does he go? He goes out to the couch. You know, and so I think that, you know, our houses now with more and more bedrooms allows that space to happen. And so what's behind this guys, what's going on in your marriage that it is easier to sleep out on the couch 
which of course, if you have kids, they're picking up on that. Like why isn't dad or, or in the guest room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had another coaching client a couple of years ago where, yeah, daddy slept in the guest room. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not, that's not sweeping it under the rug, guys. That's not dealing with your problems. You know, what are you not dealing with in your marriage? You know, I know that when Tony and I get into a fight late in the day, I specifically remember this one time we were podcasting and we'd lost an episode. Do you remember mm. this? We lost an episode and we had to re-record the next yes. day. And I was at a meeting and I came home late and Tony was just ticked. He was so mad because I was late and we still had to record and it, all this kind of stuff. And so we got through the show and he's still mad because I came home late and now he's got to prep the show and he's got to do all this kind of stuff. And we still had to go to bed together. Like it's not, it's never crossed our minds to not sleep in our own bed. And yet we know for a lot of you that you're choosing this path of least resistance. You're choosing not to face your problems head on. And I'm going to call you on it this week. Okay. I'm going to tell you that you need to grow up and start facing your problems instead of running away to the spare bedroom or running away to the couch and not dealing with this. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping your marriage and you're not helping your family. Yeah. It's not a, it's something you really got to think about and going, why am I, why am I walking out of this room or not going into it at all and choosing to sleep on the couch? And what, what is underlying all of this? And so it's something to really think about. And some of you may have it in the back of your mind and never really, it's never come to fruition. And I would say to those of you who are there, just get it out of your mind altogether. Um, I'm not saying that Elise and I have gone to bed every night in 17 years of marriage, happy and go lucky. There have been many a times when we have gone to bed upset with each other, not on the same page, not talking. The thing is, is that we are not going to step outside of our bedroom, outside of our marriage bed, and one of us sleep on the couch. Because usually what will end up happening is in the morning, we can start discussing. We can start talking. Maybe it might even happen in the middle of the night. You know, there, there are things that happen subconsciously. You know, you're asleep and you just start cuddling again. You, you may not even know it happens. You know, and go with that. You know, you don't have to hold the grudge that you hold, held yesterday because your husband or your wife didn't do X, Y, Z. Something petty. Well, and, you know, looking at these two emails and comments that we opened the show with, you know, one of them was a situation where, well, in both of them, the wife asked the husband to leave the room. And, you know, in the second one, she's got a secret life going on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and there's a bigger issue and, and going there, on. There are many of you that that's the reason you're not sleeping in the same bedroom with your spouse. Yeah. You've got secrets. And I'm going to tell you right now, your secrets are going to come out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One way or another, something is going to happen and your secret will not be a secret anymore. So don't think you're hiding anything from your spouse because you're sleeping on the couch or you're sleeping in the guest bedroom. Uh, if you've got a problem with pornography, 
your spouse is going to find out. If you've got a honey on the side, your spouse is going to find out. Mm-hmm. If you're doing anything that you shouldn't be doing to build up your marriage, your spouse is going to find out. And how do I know? Because time and time again, I've seen this play out, not just in our own marriage, but also in the marriages of couples that we work with. Nothing stays secret forever. So don't, don't delude yourself into thinking that you've got this all under control because you don't. When you start hiding, your behavior changes. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's noticeable. I mean, it, it definitely becomes noticeable. For those of you who are stepping outside of your marriage bed, maybe you're, you're waiting to, for your spouse to fall asleep, husband or wife, and then going to another room or going to your phones and looking at pornography, I can totally relate. I've been there myself. And, you know, that is something that you really got to come to terms with, folks. Um, too many of you are saying that, oh, well, I've been looking at it for so long, it's not a problem. It, it's a problem. Just stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to your spouse. So if you find yourself walking outside of your marriage bed because you're looking at pornography, you got a problem and it's time to get help. So don't wait any longer. I will suggest x3pure.com. It's not an affiliate link or anything. We love what the guys and gals do over there. They are just, they are warriors and fighters for your lives and your souls. They want to help you more than anything to overcome your pornography addiction. And so I would check out x3pure.com. It it has to stop and you got to stop lying to yourself. I, I hear it many a times where, Folks are walking out of their marriage bed, waiting for their spouse to fall asleep and then looking at this stuff. So that's just a little tidbit of why you may be walking outside of your bedroom. And you know, it's not just because you have the secret life, although that is often, I will tell you that in many, many of my coaching calls, if someone's not sleeping in the bedroom, it's typically because there's something else going on there. I mean, that's often the cause of it. The other cause is that the two of you have not figured out how to deal with your emotions and communicate effectively in your marriage. So you start playing this little tantrum, you know, silent treatment thing. And here's the problem with the silent treatment in your marriages. One day turns into two days, turns into 30 days, turns into a year and on and on. And you forget not only how to talk to one another, but how to be intimate with one another. Hence, last week's show, Stranger Danger, and you're wondering why we don't connect anymore. It's, it's, exactly, it's exactly that. Because when you, when you draw that line in the sand and you get super set in your stubborn ways, and I am the queen of stubborn. So, you know, I, I raise my hand and say, yeah, I get it. I'm the stubborn one. Um, you know, that was my whole, that was how I operated in the beginning. You know, it is actually rather interesting to me that Tony and I never did the sleeping in separate spaces because I was the one that, you know, if, if I was angry, I was just angry and, you know, good luck with that. Uh, but here's the thing. We got to a point in our marriage where we had a choice. Are we going to continue down this path where we don't work through our problems and we just keep sweeping them under the rug, which is now like a massive, you know, 
anthill and the elephant in the room? Or do we figure out the path through this so that we just keep strengthening our marriage? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to get into here is where we start talking about these solutions, guys. We're going <sighs> to... I know you all want the magic fairy dust. You want the magic wand. You want me to be able or Tony to be able to give you the words that you look into your spouse's eyes and you say, hocus pocus, abracadabra, poof. We're done. And it's all better and it's all fixed. And that's not the way it works. I tell every single coaching client, look, it took you time to get to where you are. It didn't just happen overnight. It didn't. I don't care if you wake up one morning and you're like, oh, where'd that happen? It's been building. It's been happening. That's why when we, you know, we do the 90-day marriage makeover, it's 90 days. Because we need to undo what's been done and equip you with new behaviors and new tools. And so you know, if you've been struggling with something like this, jump on the call with me. If you've been struggling with sleeping in separate places, if you've been struggling with ineffective communication that's been driving this wedge or or just this distance where you're like, wow, we haven't slept in the same bed in a month, three months. I don't remember the last time we slept in the same bed. OneExtraordinaryMarriage.com slash 30 minutes. Let's talk about it. Let's see what resources we have available here at One to help the two of you reconnect. Right. Because here's the thing. It's a decision. Guys, the two of you, the two of you have to decide that you're not going to resort to this behavior, that you're not going to carve out your separate lives. Just, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, just just think about this. I mean, it's absolutely unfathomable to me that new home builds are going to have dual master suites. Like, just think about that. It's like, why get married in the first place then? Why? I mean, that's what goes through my mind. Why are you getting married then? And I think some of you need to ask that question. You know, why did I get married? What was it about this person that I fell in love with? Think back to those times of when you first were connecting. Why? You know, and it may bring tears to your eyes and it may, it may be really a struggle right now to even answer that question why. Because there's so much hurt and there's so much pain and, and there's so much just fogginess going on in your mind. But you need to ask that question and maybe write it down and let your spouse know why you got married and why you're in love with them and why you're willing to work through it and why... When the, the butterflies go away and the heart throbbing and all this fluffy emotional stuff goes away, why you're still going to be right there by their side and right there in the bed and why you're not going to leave. Why? I mean, it, it just, uh, it, it just, there are times, honestly, when I just go, it, it just boggles my mind. That's all. Well, yeah, because I didn't grow up as a little girl you know, thinking about being married someday going, oh, I can't wait to grow up and be married and have my own bedroom. Like I had my own bedroom growing up. My whole thing was I can't wait to get married and like share my bedroom with my husband. So why would I sleep in a separate room? 
you know, part of it too is that you guys need to have a plan for dealing with your emotional challenges, your, your communication problems. There's a verse in the Bible. It's Ephesians 4, 26 that says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. We try and, and subscribe to that. There are times though, especially if something happens late in the day, right? where for us, that's not an option. How, because we know that if we keep trying to talk about it when we're really tired, it's going to be very ineffective communication. So we'll set a time to talk about it the next day. Right. But we're still going to bed in that same king size bed. Now we do have a king size bed, so we got a little space in there. Mm-hmm. But you know, my parents have slept in a double forever. Ever. I, st- I still can't figure. And Tony's parents are in a queen. Good grief! You know, you want to be close to somebody, get a smaller bed. It it'll work on those communication things quickly. You also need to decide today when the two of you are calm how you're going to handle it when you are angry, when, you, when you're in that situation, in that space where you might want to storm out of the bedroom and say, I'm just sleeping on the couch. I'm going to go to the guest bedroom. I'm not sleeping in here. Time out, dude. Do that. Palms up conversation. You've heard us mention it before where you sit there calmly with your palms up. Talk about what you're going to do before it happens. Guys, be proactive in your marriages. Don't wait for the explosion to happen and go, crap, what do we do now? Right. You know, let's have a plan. Okay, if we get mad before bed, okay, maybe we're not going to cuddle. We're not going to spoon tonight, but we're still going to be in the same bed. Or we know if we get mad late at night, then we're going to, by 10 o'clock the next morning, we're going to have a conversation to talk through our feelings. You got to have a plan. Mm Mm-hmm. Too many of you are running your marriages as if it's just like, you know, which way is the wind blowing today? Don't leave it up to the wind to blow you into like a happy space or an angry space or I'm going to sleep in the same room or I'm not going to sleep in the same room. Have a plan. And one of the other things I want to talk to you guys about, because this, this sleeping in separate beds can often be a precursor to divorce. Because if you start building out those separate lives, right, it makes... Divorce, very easy. Easy. So we've got that earlier podcast where we talk about divorces off the table, Mm -hmm. right? It's not part of your marriage vocabulary. Dial it back in one step and make the decision that sleeping in separate bedrooms or separate beds or on the couch is not an option for you either. You want to be forced to work on your communication? Make the decision that you guys aren't sleeping in separate places. That'll do it. That'll do it. Remember that opening quote today where I said, uh, where is it here? Where you eat and sleep so close together, you can't help but communicate. Okay. If it's not an option for you to sleep on the couch, if it's not an option for you to go cuddle up in your kid's bedroom because you're ticked off at your husband, if it's not an option for you to go sleep in the guest bedroom, guess where your option is? In your own bedroom. With the person that knows you better than anyone else, who pushes all of your buttons, who you're going to have to, you're going to have to talk to. Right. And so when you take that off the table, when you make that commitment that, you know what, here's where we're at. We're sleeping in the same bed. We better figure out a way through this. It changes your mindset, guys. If you don't have an out, you only have an in and the in is together. So you stay together. You don't want to be like that first email that I read 
Because what I didn't tell you guys is that, oh, I did tell you. Actually, it was. They've spent years not sleeping in the same bedroom. He thought it was just going to be a brief thing, and it wasn't. Because it's that ease. Of distance. Of distance. Of the path of least resistance. You don't want to be like every other couple out there. You want to be extraordinary. And extraordinary couples do extraordinary things and they make extraordinary decisions. And if you are listening to that, this show, that is what you are desiring for your own marriage. So you're going to have to be different. And you're going to have to take some of these quote unquote normal things off the table because that's not what you want. Yeah. And you don't. You know, for, for some of you, you're going, dude, I'm totally on board. I totally am getting this. I, I sleep on the couch. My spouse spouse sleeps in the spare bedroom. Well, I'm totally on board. For others of you who are going, well, we don't do that. Well, what is it that you're going to that takes you away from your marriage? What are you doing? Taking a long drive every time something comes up? Getting out of the house, hanging out with the buddies? Going, drinking a beer or two? What are you doing to get away from your marriage? It applies here too. This this show applies to you as well. So this week, take the time to realize that sleeping on the couch and walking out of your marriage bed is putting distance between you and your spouse. And it's not distance that's going to end until you guys come together and start to communicate and start to work through the issues that you face. You guys, we love you. We love you so much. We want you to have a fantastic week. Contact us, 858-876-5663. We want to hear your comments and your questions. Love you guys.